It's real. It's real. You know the deal. You know the deal. Hey, I'm Natalie, and welcome to What's the Deal, a podcast powered by the Norfus Firm, an HR and DEI consulting firm. We work with clients all around the world and help them solve people problems. We designed this podcast for leaders. Uh, and those who support them and helping them along their DEI journeys. Always a pleasure to be joined by my partner in DEI, uh, Shantae. <laughs> Everybody, uh, I'm Shantae. Happy to be here with you all. And the work that I do with the Norfus Firm and in general really is as a trauma-sensitive wellness facilitator, performance coach, and a DEI consultant. So we're back. Yeah. Episode one was wow, fun. Wow, that was a lot of fun getting yeah. into it with what these leaders need to be doing around this work. Exactly. And what they're not doing. <laughs> so, so now what? Yeah, right. Like, what? where are we now? So we, we talked about, like, where they were with the 2020, that inflection point around George Floyd, his murder. Talked about all this work that they were doing to galvanize and try to take action around this DEI, uh, DEI strategy. If some of them didn't have a strategy, but that's a whole other conversation. But forwarding this work in their organizations. And then now uh, we talked about the fatigue that people were experiencing around the work because we're what how many years out from George Floyd were That's two and a half. half yeah uh and so folks are getting a little tired and they don't know and what's the long game and this and that so to your point it's yeah what's not what are we doing what what's what's happening <laughs> so we titled this episode so now what because we get that asked that question a lot so often uh when people are just like I don't know we tried all these things doesn't seem like it's working Right. Right. And as we talked about, you know, last episode, there is no end. Right. But when you are feeling that things are getting sluggish and we're not seeing movement, got to reset. Right. Got to pause and reset. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that even in this post pandemic pandemic situation where folks are really evaluating how they do work. Uh, that factors in as well, because, again, as we talked about in that first episode, it's not that something that's separate and off to the side. It's something that needs to be integrated. And so knowing how people are approaching work in general, how does DEI fit into this? Right. So today we want to focus on resetting expectations. Um, you know, because there was a lack of alignment in some cases where people are moving and going really fast but didn't have a strategy or they had a strategy that they weren't tracking against. So there weren't goals that are immeasurable. Uh, we want to dive in today about what would it look like to take a pause? And sometimes people think a pause means stopping. We are by no means saying stopping. We are just saying a pause and evaluate. So you can reset, pivot. We heard that term a lot during the pandemic uh, toward a, a path that people really are engaged in. So I guess when we dig into that, how does an organization uh, reset expectations? So the first thing that we really think is important here is looking at the problem. And for those like me who've done Six Sigma training, we know that a problem or you don't have a problem unless you know where you are and where you want to be. Right. And I think for a lot of organizations, they don't yet know where they want to be. So they don't quite yet have a problem. Right. So when we're thinking about, you know, resetting expectations, step one is that that where you are and where you want to be, because that middle part. That in between where you are and where you want to be is where the magic starts to happen. So when we think about um, finding that middle part, those gaps, how do we find the gaps? 
Wow. Well, that takes a lot of uh, insight and just and data. It, again, we're very data driven. So you're going to hear us use that term data a lot. Uh, but data isn't just just the numbers, right? It's not just the, the quantitative data that you can get looking at your HR numbers or financial data and all of that. It also is the qualitative data that you get from just talking to people, really getting into the employee experience. How are people uh, experiencing their workplaces? How are they where, you know, you said you wanted to go somewhere. Clearly, you're not there yet. We're trying to figure out what what do we need to do to get us there? Who better than to ask the people that are living this day in and day out? Right. Like they are the ones that that understand more so than folks that are a little bit up the, the higher up in the chain to understand really what what's happening. What are the impact of some of these decisions? What's going on? Where do things break down? Uh, and they can really, really tell you. So it's it's, it's being able to take the, the pause. Right. And really get into the data and understanding what's happening in the experience. And like we always say, what would you do? If you had a product that you put out to test right. and you had all these different test sessions and mock customers who loved the product, uh, got rave reviews on the product. And then when it went out to market, it bombed. Right. It, it, <laughs> it, the sales didn't do what you thought it was going to do. What would you do? The same work, right? Yeah. You wouldn't scrap the product altogether, but you would take a pause and see why wasn't it received by our target, target audience the way we thought it would? And the reason why I think that's such an important analogy is that we see that a lot with leaders, right? Where mm. we coach leaders and we help them like, listen, you got to come across authentic. People need to believe that you believe you care. in this. Um, they need to understand why it matters. And then they'll go and they'll do one talk to their employees and they're like, it's done, right? Did everybody like it? Was it good? <laughs> and employees are like, we don't even. We just, I mean, we don't know. It was one. Exactly. <laughs> you have to keep doing this. I exactly. don't know who you are yet. Exactly. So it's just this idea of that digging in to why things aren't landing the way you thought they were and why you aren't further along on your journey. All right. So we've identified a problem. Mm -hmm. We're digging in on quantitative and qualitative data mm -hmm. to understand where things might be going astray. Right. Last piece there is, you know, how do we close gaps? What are some of the things that we could be doing uh, to close these gaps once we know? Well, again, and once you have the information, like what the old adage is, you know, you know better, do better. Right. So if you have the information that's telling you that this thing is falling down in a certain place, then you really got to explore the why, like what's happening in that particular part of the strategy or the business where this isn't happening. And make a commitment to really look at it and do that work, close that gap there. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not a one and done as I think that's the, the theme throughout all of this work, this DEI work, it's not one and done. So you may see something, a problem may come up and you might be able to identify it. And then you got to apply something to that. So apply some action, understand where you're trying to go. What's the objective here? Where am I trying to go? And what actions can I take to support that, to move this forward? And it's, it's iterative. It's a constant testing. It's a, uh, for those uh, folks in technology or any other, Anyone who uses this, I'm base. I have basic knowledge of this guy, so I'm not claiming <laughs> any sort of, um, you know, expertise. But it's, it reminds me of like agile, that agile approach when you're looking at um, tech projects and developing products. Um, it's it's where they do it in like two weeks. I think they're called sprints, right? So they're constantly. They, this is what we want to accomplish in these next two weeks. Let's get it done. You know, what, what resources do we need? How are we going to project manage? What are we doing? And then once we get to the end of the two weeks, okay, how do we do? Did we get to where we need to get to? No. What did we need to tweak? What do we need to alter? And then, okay, next two weeks, what are we doing? It's kind of that approach and, and to really understand, okay, are we getting closer to the mark? 
So I hear from that process, Mm -hmm. setting measurable goals. Right. Right. Yeah. So many of these strategies lack measurable goals. Right. And people often kind of go astray because they're like, oh, it's people stuff. And how do they feel? Just like everything else, there's so many different ways to measure it. Right. Right. We measure through surveying. We measure through follow-up in terms of um, listening sessions. We measure through, has the thing we said we wanted to do uh, get done? For example, uh, we need a mentoring and sponsorship program. We need to make sure that we're bringing folks. Yes, we have a, we, we're done well about bringing a bunch of different types of diversity in at the entry levels. How do we get people to the higher levels? Okay, we need a mentoring and sponsorship program. Did we do it? Right. And if we did it, the next phase is, do people feel like it's working, right? right? So uh, really bringing it back to, uh, it doesn't get done if it's not measured, right? And so goals right? that you, again, that people can that understand that are succinct. Right. Um, I think the second part, right, outside of this, making sure you have this process to manage, project manage, and these goals that people uh, are working toward, people need to know the goals, Often and over (laughs) and over, over and over. We walk into so many situations where leaders, like really high paid leaders are like, well, I'm not exactly sure, you know, what we're working toward. I know our DEI team's working on it. No, your goal sheet should have, if it has like, we have to grow our EBITDA by 15% Mm -hmm. year over year, should also have the DEI goals Mm -hmm. that you're looking at every week, the way you would any other business goal. And I think the communication piece is so huge because there's so often that we hear people like they don't really know what they're working toward. And then you talk to HR professionals or or DEI professionals and they're all frustrated because they're like, wow, we have goals. They're here on this paper. And we read the paper and they're like, oh, this is nice little paper of goals. But it doesn't mean anything if no one knows what they are. So I think, you know, the thing that we really have to be like big on is the communication piece, right? Yeah, it it falls down a lot of it in the communication because you can be well and have all the intentions in the world, best intentions. But if people don't know and if they are not reminded, you know, human beings only have a certain bandwidth, right? They they get information and they hold on to it for a little bit and then it goes away as soon as some new information comes in. So you have to constantly be reiterating folks like this is where we're going. This is what we want to do. This is how we're getting there. And this is how we fell down. Like tell people exactly what's happening here. Don't try to sugarcoat this stuff with them either. You want to enroll them. Natalie knows that that's a big word for me. I love just the thought of an idea of enrolling people along this process, bringing them with you and making sure that they're bought into where you're trying to go, because, you know, you, you may have a sense of of where you want it to go, but if your people don't get it, they're not going to go with you. And also if they don't feel like you're authentic, if they don't really feel like you're about this life, they're not going to go either. They're just going to kind of fold their arms and just, okay, we'll wait and see. And that's not going to get you any closer to closing that gap. Right. Yeah. The last piece I think around how do we close the gaps is being thoughtful about the resources that are needed. So, you know, we talked about last episode, this idea that leaders are not exploring their own place in this DEI work a lot. And if we take that a step further, there aren't a lot of people in a lot of organizations that have true expertise in in this DEI work. And I think that that is a piece that like a missing link. A lot of times we're dealing with organizations where they start committees 
where they get people to sort of volunteer or opt in to help with these DEI initiatives. And so again, that goes back to like, it's off on the side because people are volunteering. And, and again, a lot of times employees, especially those who are impacted by uh, poor DEI practices, they all volunteer and raise their hand. Um, and they know, they know it a lot through lived experience, but they don't have the expertise on how to, how to carry it through. So what does that mean? I think for me, it means Yes, the more people involved, the better, right? Because not one person can't fix all these issues by themselves. And it's not fair. We're talking about equity. Oh, sure. Come on. And it's, it's so it's a fair. misnomer that I can hire a chief diversity officer, a head of diversity, have a, like a few people on a team and that's it. We're doing it. No, everyone has to have a part in it, but they do need to be guided by someone with expertise. Yes. Because we find a lot of clients that start, but then they get stuck because no one knows where to go next. Right. And so the resourcing is important and the acknowledgement that this is a proper area that requires expertise, I think is really important. And owning the fact that you don't have that expertise. Right. It's okay. You're not supposed to know everything. We're, we know one. Everyone has a lack of information in some part of, of something, right? So even if you're really, really good at this job that you're doing or running this organization or being in this whatever role that you're in, you don't have an expertise in this area. And it's okay. You can say, I don't know. And use that as a way to, again, authentic connections with people, own that. I don't know what this is. I'm going to bring people in to support me, to support the team, uh, but I'm also going to do my own work. So I'm not just going to rely on this person and this level of expertise to get this work done. I'm going to also do the work to support this person right. and to support the team in getting this done instead of just kind of waiting back and, and, and in words only saying that I support this, but no, the actions have to support the words. And, and you hit on a point, uh, that I think just to draw it out, this idea around transparency yeah. and let people know where you are. If, if, if we really just take a step back and look at where we are as a society with social media, we were talking, I think you and I were talking to someone recently about how uh, they were saying like before social media, like you would never even think about what your favorite celebrity like did behind closed doors. Right. Maybe the paparazzi would catch them like coming from dinner or you see if you're lucky enough, you'd see them in a concert or in a movie or something along those lines. But now we know what our favorite celebrities like to eat. Like one of my my favorite celebrities is Serena Williams. I could get to see her like practicing before the U.S. Open. She had the whole docu-series on like giving birth. Like now we're just in the mix. Right. That's what people expect. They expect to be in your mix. Right. So as a leader, you got to bring it back to being real about it. Like, and, and not just these perfectly poised statements written by your comms department that have every word double checked. I've written many of those statements and reviewed them as a lawyer. And I know that as lawyers would probably kill me. You don't you don't want your client to go off the rails because you, you might get sued. But the reality is, is that you're not going to make the connection with with this wave of, of workplace uh, dynamics if you're not real about where you are. Guys. I, I don't get some of these things. I don't get when people talk about the pronouns. I don't really understand what BLM stands for. You know, those things, because then it shows you're human. Right. And at the end of the day, that this is what this all boils down to. It's about the connection. So, of course, we could talk about this forever. Right. Um, but as we just sort of wind down here, playing it back. We know folks are tired because they don't know where we're going or they're not seeing the progress they hope to see. Resetting expectations looks like finding your problem. Where are you? Where, Where do you, you want to be? be? Mm -hmm. 
doing the work to find out why there are gaps, and then doing even more work to identify ways to strategically close those gaps. Right. So we enjoyed having you as always. Come back for the next episode. Uh, we look forward to having you on What's the Deal? Yeah.